0: Good morning everyone y'all doing all right Happy Memorial Day weekend as Kate said we give we give gratitude to the Lord for those who have given their life and service for this country uh, so that we can enjoy freedoms one of which is the freedom to worship. There's, there's a lot of countries that you can't you can't just openly get together and worship so praise God you know this past year we we experienced what it was like for churches not to be able to get together and it felt really weird didn't it uh so i praise god i praise god that we're coming through the pandemic that you know we're not totally through yet uh but a lot more folks are getting vaccinated and feeling safe and and all that stuff so praise god uh that that he's getting us through it and, and praise god that we can get back together uh, i look forward to sundays every every week cuz i get to hang out with you guys and uh you know it it's it's good to start i'm starting to see your faces again. <laughs> those of you who are starting to feel a little safer and, uh, if you 're still masked up hey that 's fine We want everyone to do what they feel they need to do to be safe uh, but but uh as long as you promise to smile at me under your mask so Ronte, are you smiling today? Absolutely. thank you All right, all right, that's fine that's, <laughs> uh, at the conclusion of my message today uh and, and I'm not going to take a whole lot of time because we get a lot of moving parts going on here at the LECC. Uh, but we are going to honor Ryan, as Kate mentioned, uh, for three and a half years of serving as youth pastor, and uh, and just bless him on his. The, I mean, he's still sticking around. He's not leaving us. Uh, but but he's just shifting gears in life. Uh, but we do have an adventure fund over there. If you notice his table honoring him, there's a there's a box uh, where you can. Uh, uh, drop some offering in for him. We want to bless him on this new journey that he's going to be on, and we'll explain that a little bit later. Uh, so, so make sure make sure you stop by and, and, and bless him today with a little extra love offering. So, uh, during the course of the message, you're going to see a graphic come up on the screen that will mention. There we go. Something similar to that. Uh, if you go to gatheringveridian.org/front/slash/question, if you have a question about anything that we're preaching about or talking about, or if you have even comments, questions, maybe something you're, you're like, hey, I would like to dive deeper into that area or that topic, uh, you know, feel free to whip out your phone and, and, and uh, upload it. And what takes place, usually on Tuesdays, David Lamprecht and I will sit down and we do a podcast and we put it out on uh, not only iTunes, but also on our Church's website, uh, you, you can find it. There's already two podcasts, midweek podcasts out there, and what we do is just uh, take the sermon and just kind of dive a little bit deeper. It's much more conversational. Sometimes it's fun, you know, we, we joke around and, and have a good time. But but it's uh, we 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 take questions and, and kind of dive in a little bit deeper. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of hard to, to take 20, 30 minutes of of just talking about a subject and only letting that be it for you guys during the week. Uh, what we want, we're trying to grow a church. And uh, by that, I don't necessarily mean numerically. You guys are the church, I am the church. We need to grow. The way that we grow is to get the word of God in us and, and allow ourselves to grow, amen? So uh, as long as you're not texting your buddies, you know, feel free to whip out your phone. <laughs> uh, Also, directly after service today, uh, directly after service, usually everyone's really good about starting to stack up chairs and all that good stuff. There is a wedding. We have a wedding right after the service today. Uh, The the bride's going to be coming in at noon and all that stuff. Uh, uh, Michelle, who uh, is in charge of the LECC, has asked if we could leave the chairs out. So you guys get, y'all, y'all get a break today. You don't have to stack up chairs. Uh, so all we have to do is kind of clear out all the instruments and all of JJ's 20 guitar pedals and all that stuff. Uh, so so yeah, we have a wedding. Well, we, we don't have a wedding, right? It's not our, I mean, there's someone else coming in, right? It's not my wedding. My, my wedding's not until August 6th. So yes, I said it. <laughs> so, the last couple of weeks, Erica Carpenter proposed to me. I was very flit. No, she didn't. Pro- <laughs> but Erica and I will be married August 6th and enter into holy matrimony. <laughs> All right, I got to tell him. It's funny. We, we, uh, we, we met with Michelle. We're going to have it here at the LECC, right? <laughs> it's because she gave me the, like, I got to tell she, uh, we, we met at the, yeah. You know, we we met with Michelle right over here in this room, and, and we were kind of coordinating, hey, what days, and what this, and this, and this, and, and you know, Erica was like, no, I, I want it at the LECC, and I, I know exactly what I want. Like, okay, well, let's, let's go do this. And uh, then Michelle starts asking, hey, what, what colors? So she talks about the colors, and then she's like, okay, what kind of tablecloths and this? And she looks at me with this look of horror. Like, she just starts freezing. It was the funniest thing in the world. I'm like, you know, Michelle's, ma'am, ma'am, what time would you like, ma'am, what time would you like this wedding to be? Huh? <laughs> what, what? Our wedding. Oh! Whatever time you want. No, no, ma'am, you've got to decide no. It really wasn't that bad. But So yeah, she, she will now occasionally give me the <laughs> something like that, she said. But she will occasionally give me that look of horror since since I was laughing about it. so uh. <laughs> So anyways, I praise God for that. Amen. Good stuff. Amen. Thank you Hey, let's get into our lesson today. Uh, and we're going to go really quick because we want to be able to bless this bride who's coming in and this, the, the families who are coming in. And, and uh, uh, so we'll, we'll get the word of God in and then get out of the way. We're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit for the next several weeks until God says it's enough. <laughs> so, uh, but we've really, really, we started this journey before Easter. Uh, where we started talking about the resurrection. And then uh, we, we talked about the 40 days after the resurrection, that, everything that Christ did. And then we spent several weeks talking about Pentecost. And Pentecost is when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon all flesh. Uh, all who would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ would then be filled with the Holy Spirit. This was huge because in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, we've, we've learned, would, would just come upon certain people to empower them for certain things, right? Certain uh, occasions, certain great acts. And yet, all of a sudden, there was this promise, starting all the way back in the prophets. The prophets started hinting at it, that in the last days, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. This was huge. We take it for granted now. I mean, we we just, you know, it's part of our Christian vernacular. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And, you know, we we just kind of throw the term around. But, What I want us to start understanding is just how active and alive the Holy Spirit yearns to be in our everyday life, every minute details. It is the literal Spirit of God who is alive and well in you. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, the Bible promises this to us. And and not only that, it's, it's powerful. The Bible said it's the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead. Part of our initial faith is to believe that he he died for us, that he rose from the dead in three days, right? To reanimate a man after three days would take some serious power, yet that power lives in us. That is huge. Now, the Holy Spirit wasn't some new thing that took place in the New Testament. Uh, Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to find out today that he is our paraclete. Someone said, para-what? Well, we're going to tell you, paraclete. We'll explain that. But let's look at, in the beginning, let's look at when the Holy Spirit first showed up in the Bible. Genesis chapter one, starting with verse one. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And here he is, the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So the very Spirit that indwells you was the very spirit that was very much involved in creation and forming this universe. Matter of fact, the book of Job says this, Job 26, 13, by his spirit, he adorned the heavens. You have a very creative force living in you. The people of God should be some of the most creative people on the planet. We shouldn't be just stuck in a box, you know, uh, it 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 bothers me that within church culture we we try to incorporate a lot of secular philosophies at times. You know, why why do we need to look to the world for ideas when when we are umbilicaled via the Holy Spirit with the creator of the whole universe? The creator. We should have access to all creativity. Hey man, That's good preach. I don't care what y'all say. That's good preaching. He is our source of power. He is our source of power. Jesus said it this way Acts chapter 1, verse 8 But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the world. You have to understand what you have living in you is power. It is power. Powerful enough to bring a man back from the dead. Powerful enough to change someone who's addicted to something, to set them free. Powerful enough to put marriages back together. Powerful enough, powerful enough to change the most hateful people into the most loving people. Powerful enough to turn the world on its head. That's exactly what the Holy Spirit did. Turned the world upside down, and it's still doing it. But it's not just power. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit is not an it. It's a a he. And and our best way of trying to describe the Godhead. God Almighty, three in one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Persons, manifestations, however you wanna put it. our, Our finite language trying to describe this infinite God. So in our best vernacular, we refer to him as he. And the Bible tells us he is our paraclete. We're gonna get into this. What is a paraclete? It's a, it's a Latin word, actually. And it comes from a Greek word, parakletos. Parakletos, right? Para meaning alongside, kletos means to call. So, what a paraclete is literally <laughs> translated is called in aid. I'm calling in aid. if if a police officer is facing a situation that's a bit too big for him, what does he do? He calls for backup. He calls in aid. If you got soldiers trying to get into an area, what do they do? They call for aid. They need some, they need some planes to come in, bomb an area so they can get in there. They call in aid. Isn't it awesome that God's saying, hey, you know what? I'm calling in aid for you. I've got backup. You don't have to walk through this alone. I'm giving you help. And it's available to everyone, not like it was in the Old Testament, just to certain select people, but to everyone Joel promised. So look at at what Jesus says here in the book of John. John chapter 14, starting with verse 12. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same. And I I started started kind of early in this. This is really cool. I, I could have just like hopped down to... Uh, verse 14 but I wanted to start here because of what Jesus is saying this is powerful so do you believe in Jesus or do you believe him this is Jesus saying this I tell you the truth anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done that's pretty powerful Jesus did some serious works didn't he he says you're gonna do the same thing and even greater works because I'm going to be with the father I gotta go but you're, you're staying here. You're gonna do not only what I did, but even more. Well, that's gonna take some great power. So he says, you can ask for anything in my name and I'll do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. Verse 14, yes, ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. If you love me, there's a word, there's the key. If you love me, obey my commandments. You know, we get a lot of people that say that they love the Lord. And then they live any way they want. They do anything they want. And then they, ah, you know, I don't know about that verse. I don't know, but I don't apply to my life. Now, he's saying, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Now, Jesus is our advocate in heaven. Paul said that. If we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus, our Lord, who's just and faithful to forgive us our sins. But Jesus is saying, hey, I've got to leave But I will ask the Father, and he's going to give you another advocate. Some translations say another comforter, but the word in Latin is paraclete. I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to call in some aid for you. He's not going to leave you stranded. He's going to call in help. And I love this. This, The paraclete or the called-in aid that's coming to you, he's never going to leave you. Jesus said, look, I've I've got to leave. My time is done. I'm about to be the the sacrificial lamb of God, and and I'll ascend, but we're gonna send help. We know you can't do it by yourself, but I'm I'm gonna call in help, and he's never gonna leave you. Isn't that wonderful? To know that this Holy Spirit, this help, this advocate, this paraclete that is alive and well in me will never leave me, no matter how much I get it wrong, no matter how how crazy of a situation I find myself in, no matter if I'm, if I'm so full of faith, I'm ready to enter hell with a water pistol, right? Or, or whether I'm so full of doubt that I'm mouthing off about everything, he's never gonna leave, he's there, he is our advocate, he is our paraclete, he is our called in help, he is our attorney, if you will. He represents us. And he does much more than that. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. How many know that we need some truth? You can't even turn on the news anymore and not realize uh, what, what is true. Who's reporting fact anymore? Where can we go to figure out what to do in life? can't really trust the media? Do we feel comfortable? I don't care who's president. I don't care if your, your guy won or your guy what used to be in there or he's in there now. What? Do, do, are we really gonna trust the government for everything? Praise God for those who are trying to serve the people. But I can't trust them. For, you know? Who are we gonna trust? He said, hey, I'm, I'm sending someone that's gonna lead you into all truth not just truth from the word of God, but when you look out across the terrain of your life, you're gonna be able to see truth. He says, but now the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Now this was before the day of Pentecost that he was talking about this. He says, you know him because he's with you now, talking about himself, but he goes, later he's gonna be in you. So that means that, The paraclete's living in you, but when the Father sends this advocate or this paraclete as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Say, I don't know, I can't understand the Bible. No, you don't understand. Maybe you can't understand the Bible, but the paraclete living in you understands all truth. He can shine a light and help you understand the word. He can send the right person to break it down for you. He can send you the right material that you need to give you an aha moment. And not only that, he will remind you. Man, there's been times that I've talked to someone who's been counseling with someone and all of a sudden a scripture I hadn't thought of in years pops in my head out of nowhere. Well, what was it? That's the Holy Spirit reminding me of what Jesus said, okay? Now, he... He's not just power. You know, you shall receive power. You know, I, I talked about last week within the Pentecostal church, we used to, woo! You know, we, we get really excited. and nothing wrong with that. Hey, it's worth getting excited about the Lord, right? But, but sometimes you, you, the, you fall into this. Unfortunately, uh, folks uh, uh, misinterpret sometimes excitement and zeal as anointing. And, and it really doesn't. Now, sometimes when, when you're flowing in the anointing, there is some excitement. But, but the excitement isn't the anointing. The anointing can cause excitement sometimes. But, but we would, you know, woo, power, you shall receive power. And, and, and we'd focus a lot on that word. But here, here's the situation. We don't worship power, you know. Uh, the wind, well, the wind provides power, doesn't it? But we don't worship it. Why? It, it doesn't have a consciousness. It doesn't have intelligence. Solar power, uh, uh, you know, water can provide power. Electricity, thank God for electricity, right? That's power. It doesn't have intelligence. We don't worship. So it's not just, the Holy Spirit is not just power. It's literally a divine intelligence. It's literally, he is literally a, a consciousness. It's God himself putting himself in you. And look at look at what the apostle Paul says here, some of the things that, that he's gonna do. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting with verse 10. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. So there was a revealing that took place by the Holy Spirit. Why do you need the Holy Spirit active in your life? Because he needs to reveal some things to you. There are things about you that even your wife doesn't know or your husband doesn't know or your, or your kids don't know. Your coworkers have never figured out. You don't even know, but you need the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. Some of you have gifts and talents that you had no clue you had, but the Holy Spirit will shine a light and reveal it to you. He will reveal certain things. In situa- you ever been in a situation and, and uh, you know, months go by and all of a sudden you realize you were, you were bamboozled. You know, you had no clue. All of a sudden somebody turned the tables on you. The Holy Spirit can reveal, give you a heads up. One of those, hey, wait a minute, something's not right here. That's the Holy Spirit, what? He's a revealer. We need him to be active in our life so that we can have things revealed to us. For his spirit searches everything and shows us God's deep secret. That's why we need to to be conscious and aware that the Holy Spirit is alive and well in us. Why? Because he searches everything. Forget about Google. Man, the Holy Spirit searches beyond the internet, searches everything in your life down to the very particles that make you up. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. We need this divine intelligence. Because it's wonderful to study the word of God. But how do you get that? How do you get these principles into everyday life? You know, how do you know what house to buy when the time comes for you to buy a house? Say, well, go read the Bible. Well, you can read the Bible till you're blue in the face. You're not gonna know what house to buy. But you need the Holy Spirit to get down into the details of your life, you know? How do I work this situation in my marriage out? Well, go read the Bible. Well, you can read the Bible till you believe that you may not find the solution, but you need the Holy Spirit to get into those details, those cracks, why? Because he searches everything out until he, he's able to reveal truth to you, the truth about your situation, the, the truth about uh, the direction you need to go. He's a powerful consciousness that we have access to. I don't. Know, maybe I'm the only one excited about them. Amen. Praise God. Amen, oh, Amen, myself. Amen, David. Thank you, David. <laughs> Verse eleven. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit, right? Uh, aside aside from Erica giving me crazy looks, I don't know her thoughts, right? But she knows her thoughts. Her own spirit. Same thing. Same thing with us, right? Says no one can know a person's thoughts except their own spirits. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit, right? So I don't know what God's thinking. Well, guess what? You can. Verse 12. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Isn't that wonderful that you can literally? know God's thoughts about you. Why? Because his spirit, his intelligence is residing in you. That sounds crazy. Well, God, the Bible says that he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. It's the power of the gospel. To some, it's foolishness. To others, it's the power of God unto salvation. Man, I cannot live one day of my life without, you know, with the journey that I went through, that I started going through two years ago, that was the one thing every day I would wake up and say, Lord, I don't know what you have planned for me, but don't leave me, don't leave me. I'll go anywhere you tell me to go, as long as you're with me. What was I saying? Holy Spirit, guide me, tell me where to step. I don't even know what you want me to do today, but whatever it is, tell me, I will do it step by step. And I trust you. I don't know what you got in store. It's going to be great because you're going to be there. And he will. He will walk with you. He will talk with you. The Holy Spirit wants to talk with you. Over the coming weeks, we're going to talk about that. How do you hear the Holy Spirit? How do you know it's the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit comes with gifts. He bears gifts. (laughs) There are gifts that you have access to. We'll talk about that over the coming weeks. There's fruit. Or in other words, there's proof that the Holy Spirit's in there. If the Holy Spirit is active in your life, you're going to bear fruit. A bunch of fruity people running around. And the wonderful thing about fruit, it's not for you. Trees don't grow fruit for themselves. Everyone else gets to enjoy the fruit. You get to become a huge blessing. Some of you all are going to become bigger blessings than you've ever been because you're going to start allowing the Holy Spirit to become super active in your life. Amen? Let's all stand.